Okay, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your birth story. Hi, Summer. Thank you for having me. Um, I've really enjoyed listening to some of the episodes that you've recorded already, and I've been excited to share my stories. Yay, awesome. So you can start wherever you feel like. Okay, so um, so I guess a little bit about me. I am a transplant to Hawaii. I came here um, in 2005, so I've been here 15 years, basically all my adult life, mm -hmm. and um, met and married my husband here, and we have four kids now. Um, and so I think maybe I will start by sharing a little bit about my first birth story. Mm -hmm. And I guess it kind of starts even before I got pregnant with her. Um, pretty early on in our marriage, I found out that I was pregnant. And, um, and at around eight weeks, I miscarried that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I didn't, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it wasn't really on my radar yet. Mm -hmm. Like having babies, what that wasn't really the plan at that point. Oh. <laughs> and so, so that experience really kind of got me thinking um, and planning a little bit better. And um, I had an experience with an OB with that miscarriage. Mm -hmm. I, um, when I found out that I was pregnant, I just called one of the OBs on the island. He was very highly recommended as this um, really um, like natural birth friendly doctor. And I don't know if I'm supposed to name names on here, but he, um, yeah. So I made like my eight week appointment with him and I miscarried that baby um, like two days before my appointment. Mm -hmm. And when I went in, he, I called their office and they were like, I'll just come in anyway. So I came in. And I just felt really like disrespected and really, um, you know, this was a, it was a very emotional and difficult thing for me. And I just, I mm -hmm. felt really like not heard and not listened to mm -hmm. and uh, he couldn't really give me any answers, which I mean, most of the time can't <laughs> anyway, right. but, um, and I don't know if it was just an off day for him or what, but um <laughs> that kind of that experience kind of stuck with me that um you know what you hear about is you get pregnant you go see a doctor helps you through your pregnancy the doctor delivers your baby mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what I had been taught through the culture that I was raised in and that experience um got me maybe thinking that there might be a different way <laughs> to mm -hmm. do it that would be that would be more fit with my personality and that mm -hmm. would, that would, um, you know, be more respectful and, right. um, you know, more, more in tune with kind of what the way that I was feeling. So mm -hmm. fast forward a few years later, we, um, my husband and I traveled a lot before we had kids. And so we were actually living in Zimbabwe in Africa oh, and, wow. um, we decided to, start trying to have babies. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, so we got pregnant while we were there. And oh. I I wasn't too worried. We were really out in the, uh, like in the bush out there. And mm -hmm. so seeing a doctor wasn't much of a possibility. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that I was going to be, I was going to be about three months, like between three and four months along by the time we got back to Hawaii. And so while we were there, I kind of, I reached out to one of the midwives, one of the home birth midwives that practices here. And I don't think she practices here anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen her name pop up in a while, but um, her name was Miriam. And I can't even remember what her last oh, name was. Oh, yes. Yeah, I know Miriam. Oh, just gave me chicken yeah. skin. I think Is her last name is Baxter. She what? It starts with a B, I think. Baxter, Miriam Baxter, something like that. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. But mm, yeah, so I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, she was in that area. So just from a Google search, I just found her, emailed her. I was like, told her what the situation was. And I was like, is there anything that I should be doing here? Mm. Not doing whatever. And she was like, no, I mean, if you can, you know, get blood pressure to keep track of your weight or whatever. But 
it's really not necessary, you know, <laughs> and just kind of, and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it just kind of went along. It was, it was tough because, um, the morning sickness kind of set in and, mm -hmm. So I went from being, um, I was actually a, I was filming the, the safaris that were going on there. So, um, when the morning oh. sickness hit, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> I don't think I can go wander around in the bush for hours and hours. I'm going to just be throwing up the whole time. So, and it was hard to find any foods that were familiar. And so the, like towards mm -hmm. the end of that trip, it got pretty miserable. Right. <laughs> and, um, and I was pretty ready to come home uh, mm -hmm. by the time that time came. So we came back and um, and I made an appointment to go see Miriam. And we went to her and it was it was just kind of like a meet and greet appointment um, mm -hmm. since we hadn't, hadn't really seen each other in person yet. And she just she and I just, I'm sure that she is a wonderful midwife. And that mm -hmm. many people have had really great experiences with her. But for mm -hmm. me, it just wasn't the right fit. And at right. that meeting, I could really feel that. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe because of my previous experiences, that was one of the things that I just was really tuned into. Like, I, I need yeah. somebody who I really am going to feel comfortable with and mm -hmm. who, I, you know, who I really, um, who I really click with. And she wasn't mm -hmm. it. Probably yeah. through no fault of her own, but it just wasn't the right fit for me. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, so I kept looking and Dr. Lori Kimata's name came up. And so mm -hmm. I made an appointment to visit her and it just felt so right when I visited her and she just, um, everything about her just made me feel really comfortable, mm -hmm. Very respected, and she took a lot of time really listening to me and trying to understand um, me as a whole person, mm -hmm. not just necessarily as like this pregnant body walking around. Right. <laughs> um, and I just, I just loved it so much. I loved her office over there, and mm -hmm. it, it just felt great. It felt really good. Nice. Um, and so. So yeah, so I was like, okay, I think I think we're all in on this home birth thing. I think we're gonna do it at home. And my husband was totally down with it. He didn't even. He was like, okay, but do we really need a midwife? Like, can you just get oh, pregnant? Wow. <laughs> and I was nice. like, uh, I mean, maybe, but I think I'm, I think at least for the first time, I might like somebody there. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a very he's he's funny he's very confident with stuff like that he's like no it's natural people have been doing this for thousands right. of years That's like, awesome. you're just gonna <laughs> do it <laughs> so he was very supportive and um we didn't see any ob's during that pregnancy we just just saw dr Lori. Mm -hmm. um I did go in for, let's see, I can't remember what all tests I went in for at that time. I think the one, the one that I did was like the 20 week um, anatomy scan. I went in for that. But other than that, I didn't do any of the prenatal testing or um, I didn't do the glucose test or anything like that. We, we just saw Dr. Lori that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And um, I just was very confident I was mm. not afraid. Yeah. I, there were no, like, none of the, like, what if this happens? What if that happens? None mm -hmm. of that stuff was really coming into my mind at all. And so I just, I just felt very peaceful about it and very confident mm -hmm. and not worried. I was not worried at all. So, um, so yeah, so it was a good pregnancy. I wasn't, I realize now looking back on it that mm -hmm. um, I really wasn't eating the healthiest that I could have been eating <laughs> um, back then. And so, man, I had a lot of heartburn and mm -hmm. I gained like uh, probably 60 plus pounds mm -hmm. and most of it very quickly at the end, kind of as you do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, 
And so I wasn't super comfortable at the end, but I also, I wasn't, um, I wasn't totally miserable either. Mm -hmm. And once I got to like, mm, I was like 36, 37 weeks, I was like, okay, technically I'm full term, right? Like, I know this is a first baby and they say they come late, but whatever, like, I I mean, couldn't happen any day, any day. I know, right? You're like walking around thinking today's gonna be the day, or maybe yeah. it's today. I don't know. <laughs> oh, something something I forgot to mention is that, um, and what made me think of this is one of the other girls that was on telling her birth story, and I can't remember who it was now. But um, mm -hmm. when I was probably six months pregnant, I we didn't know the gender of the baby, and I didn't want to find out, and mm -hmm. Um, I had a dream about her and I, I had a dream that she was a girl and mm. that she, my husband and I are both blonde hair, blue eyes, like really white. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had this dream of this beautiful baby and she had this jet black. She just oh, wow. had this dark, dark hair. And her name came to me in that dream too. And wow. um, it was really powerful. And I was like, mm -hmm it's a girl and I know what her name is wow, <laughs> and, she's funny, you know? and it was very unexpected I we were like making lists of names and hadn't decided on anything yet and so um so that was kind of fun like that kind of took mm -hmm. that part of it um and and put it to rest for us that we didn't have to yeah. we already knew that we already knew who she was right and that she was coming and um when I was, I was like one day shy of 38 weeks, we mm -hmm. went out, um, we live on the North shore and there's lots of hiking around here. And there mm -hmm. is one particular super steep hill <laughs> really close to our house. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go walk that hill. I don't know. <laughs> I just was going to go. I want to just be in the woods and I just want to hike up this hill. So, mm. um, so we went together and we hiked up this really steep hill, came <laughs> down, nothing, went to bed, nothing. And I was like, oh, well, maybe try again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And um, went to bed and around, I, I want to say like it was midnight or 1 a.m. Mm -hmm. um, just while I was laying in bed sleeping, my water broke. And mm -hmm. it felt like a water balloon popped in there. Like, I felt the pop and it woke mm -hmm. me up and there was fluid, not a ton of fluid, just kind of a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my gosh, my water <laughs> broke. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was really surprised. I was just mm -hmm. laying there. I've never really heard of it happening like that. Right. And um, so called Dr. Lori and told her and she's like, okay, yeah, go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't do anything. Just go back to sleep. Like, it wasn't a funny color. didn't smell funny. Mm -hmm. There was no meconium in it or anything. She's like, you're fine. Just go back to bed. It could be days still, you know? <laughs> right. And so, yeah, I wasn't feeling any contractions. Mm. So I put on, like, a an adult diaper and went back to bed. <laughs> yeah. And, um, kind of slept you know in and out but mm -hmm. but it was kind of like you know waiting to see what was going to happen next it was kind of right. hard <laughs> that ante yeah. anticipation is too high <laughs> yeah it was kind of hard it was not anything like it was not anything like you see in the movies or mm -hmm. like you, you hear stories and it's like the water breaks and there's this big panic and then <laughs> 20 minutes later she's like screaming and pushing a baby right. out it wasn't like that at all right and um so I just kind of had to relax and let it be what it was mm -hmm. and just kind of just see what was going to happen and um closer towards sunrise you know like right before morning maybe like five-ish five or six I started feeling like I was like, I think this is contractions. Kind of hard mm -hmm. to tell. It felt like 
um, like vibrations almost like mm-hmm. that's kind of a weird way to describe it, but it was, it didn't hurt. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like cramping. Right. Like I thought it was going to feel like it was just like this, almost just like a little vibrating sensation at the bottom of my belly mm. and it would come and go and come and go. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I think maybe that's contraction starting. Right. And so I got up and I called my mom and told her my water broke and I think I'm in labor. And she's like, girl, you are not in labor. <laughs> <She was like, laughs> <laughs> you you phone with me and you, you are not in labor. I can tell. No, no, no. Like I'm having a contraction right now. And she's mm-hmm. like, like, okay. <laughs> call me later you know we're going and so um so dr Lori and my doula who she's now we live in the same area and she and i um she and i back each other up now for um in our doula businesses nice and so she was my doula and i called her and she came over Dr. Lori came over and she, everybody was very chill. Um, Mm -hmm. By the time they came, I was in my bedroom and we had a rocking chair in there and um, things were starting to get a little, like I could actually feel it, but now Mm -hmm. that it it wasn't just like these little vibrations anymore, I starting to feel a little more crampy. Mm -hmm. And um, so I would sit in my rocking chair with my eyes closed and just, kind of rock through the contractions Mm -hmm. and um, I just wanted to be alone I didn't really want anybody in my business or touching me or like massaging me or anything like that Mm -hmm. so I was just in there kind of rocking um, for probably a couple of hours and then I was like I don't know like everything I read and heard says that you like sitting in this position kind of reclining back you know maybe is not the best and so mm-hmm. I got out of my rocking chair and I was kneeling on the floor with my arms and my head on like the seat of the rocking chair mm-hmm. and I did a few contractions that way and that it did seem to pick it up a little bit more mm-hmm. but still kind of it was doable I could just breathe through them it was pretty easy mm-hmm. and then um, my doula suggested that we go outside and go for a walk and mm-hmm. that idea hadn't occurred to me. I'm sure I just would have stayed in my bedroom the whole time. But I was like, oh, yeah, that actually kind of sounds good. Let's do that. <laughs> so um, so we took a walk outside. Time um, on uh, this, I don't, on La EA Point, mm-hmm. on that point out oh, there. Oh, yeah. And so there's kind of a hill to get up there. And so we walked down the hill and turn around and walk up the hill. <laughs> and as I was walking back up the hill, I remember being, being like, oh, this is weird. Like, I have to stop now when these contractions come. <laughs> Walking and chatting through them anymore. Like, I had to stop and kind of, like, hold on to my knees and, mm. um, and just and kind of wait for it to pass. Mm-hmm. before I could get going again <laughs> and so I was like oh okay I think I'm ready to go home now <laughs> and so we went home and I remember I was sitting on the toilet with the door shut and it got really intense mm. and it was at that point where I I started to kind of tense up against the contractions Mm-hmm. It was a lot harder for me to just breathe through it and like just go limp and relax. Like it, it was, mm-hmm. I could feel myself like resisting it, you know? Right. And so I came out of the bathroom and I was like, okay, this is officially no fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like this anymore. <laughs> I'm sure they all kind of laughed at me, but they, you know, you can't really laugh at a person in labor. <laughs> and so, right. um, Dr. Lori was like, well, would, would you like me to check you? Like, do you want to see mm. what's going on? I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. And so 
That was the first cervical check of the entire labor. <laughs> nice. and we were already, you know, many, many hours into it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which was another thing that is, it's just different, you know, it's a, it's a totally different feel mm-hmm. than um, feel like a hospital birth. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, so she checked me and I was at a seven and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, seven. Cause I was expecting her to say like a three or a four. Like <laughs> I had a long way to go. And then what is so funny about cervical checks, right? Like that number, yeah. if, it, if, it, if the number that you get, get back is like higher than you thought it was, mm-hmm. somehow that makes it feel better. <laughs> but right. like if you're expecting to be at a seven and then they tell you you're at like a three, it's really disappointing. It is. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It really messes your head, right? Like, no, oh yeah. Man. So, <laughs> I, yeah, so I expected it to be a lot less. And she told me a seven. And so I was happy about that. And um, so they were like, okay, I think it's time to fill up the pool. So they got to work filling up the pool and I just was kind of managing on my own in my room. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember I started making sounds during each contraction and Mm -hmm. like kind of involuntary, you know, I wasn't, um, I wasn't intentionally like, they were just kind of coming out of me Mm -hmm. and, and I just kind of had to go with it. (laughs) And, um, so they got the tub filled up and I got in the tub and I just, I, I really went really deep into that labor land, like that trance like state mm-hmm. where um, I didn't talk. I didn't want anybody else talking. I didn't want any noise. I just wanted to be in that pool and like um, when a contraction would come, I would be really loud during the contraction and then it would, when it would leave, I would just kind of float, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just lay my head back and just not move. Mm -hmm. And time passed like that, but it feels kind of funny when you're, when you're in that state, it kind of feels Mm -hmm. like it's taking forever, but also that you're just so in the moment that Mm -hmm. you're not really um, time doesn't really like mean anything at that point. Right. It's just like, yeah. contraction or not contraction. That's like that <laughs> is the world. At that point. Exactly. And, yeah, right. And so <laughs> we went along like that for however long. Mm-hmm. And um, Dr. Lori asked if she could check me again, and I was like, okay. And she checked me, and I was completely dilated. And she's like, do you feel like pushing? I was like, no, I don't feel like pushing. <laughs> She's like, okay, we'll wait a little longer. She's like, but you can start trying to push if you feel like, you know, if you feel like giving it a little push. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't by that point. I just didn't want to push. I was like, mm-hmm. this is really intense. I don't want to make it like more intense. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I did not want to push. Right. And, and I never really got that urge to push with that birth. I oh. never... You know what it like that really um, that reflex mm-hmm. and that like um, that you're you're not able to not push you know and it feels yeah. so good and you push that baby out I never got that and so oh. I was giving really wimpy like halfway pushes mm-hmm. but I just really didn't want to and mm-hmm. so um, so eventually she she was crowning. And I could feel her hair, like I could mm. feel her head in between my legs. And mm-hmm. it was the most surreal thing. I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually a baby. <laughs> like there actually right. was a baby there. <laughs> and at the same time, I was like, oh my gosh, that baby has to come out of there. <laughs> like, right. That is- <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so kind of yeah I just kind of was really hesitant the whole time but my body Mm -hmm. was doing it Mm -hmm. so I didn't really need to do it I just I just kind of had to hang on Mm -hmm. and um, so so slowly it just felt like it took so long Mm -hmm. she eventually crowned all the way and her head came out and um and she stayed like that 
for several minutes. She stayed mm -hmm. like that with her head out and the rest of her body is still inside of me. And, um, and I didn't think it was weird at the time because I was just doing my thing and nobody mm -hmm. else was panicking. Right. So I just was, you know, the contractions were really starting to space out at that point. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so Dr. Lori was like, okay, it's time to get a little push probably. I don't want to. And so I was kind of still just giving like really crappy pushes. And mm. you know what? She's like, I think, I think she just needs to rotate a little bit. And mm -hmm. what had happened is her shoulder got stuck a little bit. Mm. And um, so the rest of her body was not coming out. And so Dr. Lori um, manually kind of put a finger up in there mm -hmm. and kind of hooked her, hooked her shoulder. And, and once she did that, her whole, the whole rest of her body just came flying out. Oh, nice. So so she was just stuck there and she came mm -hmm. out and came right up onto my chest and it, it was just glorious and surprising. Mm -hmm. And I cried. And at the same time, I was like, this is so weird. Like I, there is a real baby. <laughs> I have a baby now. <laughs> like um. pregnant for the first time, maybe this is just my experience. I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but. Like in theory, you know, there's a baby in there, but it's really mm -hmm. hard to believe until they come out that it's so true. And they're just like this fully formed human person <laughs> who just right. came out of your body. It's the most surreal thing. Mm -hmm. And um, and she was a little slow to breathe. She mm. was um, she was a little purple and a little slow to breathe, but. Um, Again, like nobody was running around panicking and mm -hmm. Dr. Lily was rubbing her and keeping a good eye on her and mm -hmm. she wasn't floppy or anything. She was grimacing and she was moving around. She just wasn't, mm -hmm. I think she was a little stunned maybe and um, yeah. kind of from being, being stuck in there, maybe her cord got mm -hmm. compressed a little on the way out. And, uh, but eventually she breathed and she cried and it was beautiful mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and we tried nursing in the pool, but I had no idea what the heck I was doing. And so right. we never more like, yeah, no, you never do. And so she was kind of like licking and trying. Mm. And I was like, I don't know how to do this, but okay. <laughs> and um, so we went on like that for a little while. And then Dr. Lee was like, okay, I think it's time to get out of the pool. So my husband cut her cord and mm. I handed her off to him and I stood up and it was the most awful sensation. Like it felt like all my guts were like hanging out in front of me in my belly, like where the baby used to be in mm -hmm. that giant space. Right. And it felt like it made it like hard to breathe somehow. And mm. so I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, just kind of roll out onto the couch. And I was like, okay, I think I can do that. Rolled out onto the couch. And then, um, and then they're like, do you, I think maybe, maybe we should try to go to the bathroom. And Dr. Lori had been called away to another birth at this point. And so mm -hmm. it was her assistant midwife who was there. And I can't remember for the life of me what her name was now. But it wasn't mm. Jamie. Um, oh, I can't remember what her name was. But anyway, she was there. <laughs> and um, my husband was kind of helping me walk to the bathroom. And I blacked out on the way to the bathroom. And I just remember mm -hmm. like waking up on the floor. Oh. Going like, what just happened? And he was like, mm. uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think you passed out. <laughs> and the assistant was like oh she's like maybe you lost a little blood and maybe you just yeah she's like can you crawl to the bathroom just keep your head kind of level more mm -hmm. like horizontal to the ground and so I managed to do that managed to crawl back into my bedroom and get up on the bed mm -hmm. and up with that baby until Dr. Lori came back to like um check my perineum 
Mm-hmm. Um, I needed a couple of stitches and I feel like that was like the worst part was mm-hmm. the stitches. Yes. And, okay, so that was all done. And I was like, okay, everybody can just leave me alone now. <laughs> like, <let's go." laughs> right. And yeah, so that was her birth. And mm. the breastfeeding problems, like we we struggled. I struggled to breastfeed that baby mm. for weeks. And um and I never really did get the hang of it in those early days. And mm-hmm. I ended up using a um, a silicone nipple shield uh-huh. on my nipple. And so she was able to get a really good latch onto that mm-hmm. and to get milk that way. And um, we used those nipple shields until she was like six months old. Like mm. We were attached to those things. Cause, and then, uh, you know, after that, once she was a little bit older, um, I was able to latch her without the nipple shield, but it mm-hmm. was hard. It yeah. and I feel like maybe not a lot of people talk about like that postpartum period, but mm-hmm. it is hard. It's like yeah. it is isolating and it is just difficult. You're like grow you feel gross and yeah. there's milk <laughs> everywhere and baby poop everywhere and you just spend your entire every single hour like with this baby who of course you love but also at the same time you're like I like I don't I probably have um some level of postpartum depression so I just Mm -hmm. remember sitting there and just crying and crying Mm -hmm. and like and worrying about things that were maybe not super normal (laughs) like nor (laughs) Normal for a person with postpartum depression, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was hyper concerned about her that she was sick or that something was wrong with her or that I was doing something wrong. Like I just had this really high level of anxiety about it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I didn't leave the house for a long time. Yeah. And I would just walk around like just walk around my house and feel awful. It was not fun. It was not a fun period of time. And mm-hmm. um, it did pass eventually, but I remember being really surprised by that, that mm-hmm. that postpartum period isn't you like glowing and smiling all the time. This brand new gorgeous baby that you are mm-hmm. so bonded to you just feel like lovely all the time but it just wasn't what it was for me Mm -hmm. and and after having talked to some other of my mom friends about it they're like yeah yeah that that's a lot like that was for me too and Mm -hmm. it really did kind of take me by surprise and while Mm -hmm. I was going through it and um you know, kind of while while you're going through it, you don't really realize maybe that you need help or that maybe this would be something I need to reach out to somebody about and talk Mm -hmm. to you about. You just Mm -hmm. kind of feel, you just kind of feel what you feel and and Mm -hmm. go along with it. At least that's what I do. But um, Mm -hmm. my doula was helpful. She helped me kind of figure out the nipple shield thing and the get the baby breastfeeding and helped me out with some baby care tips but she has Mm -hmm. seven kids of her own and so she was very busy right (laughs) she didn't like spend hours and hours at my house downloading with me so so Mm. she did what she did and it was very helpful and eventually Mm. we made it out of that period of time Mm -hmm. and things were good and she was my little buddy like we just we just went everywhere and did everything together Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was hard, but it was good. Um, So yeah, so then we have time probably to share just my second birth story. We're at like 36 minutes. Yeah, we're at uh, 36 minutes, yeah. Okay, this one's a lot shorter. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so life was good. We had our one daughter and decided that she needed a little sibling. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom had 
we it's the three of us girls we have three sisters and mm. she had us like less than two years apart each of us and oh, wow. so it was like oh no big deal like if we start trying to get pregnant when she's nine months old then you know we can that's good that's a good spacing like we just mm-hmm. just crank them out <laughs> get it done and really close together they'll be mm-hmm. friends right like anyway right. so I wasn't having any signs of fertility <laughs> at nine months postpartum none mm-hmm. whatsoever and but we kind of still started trying but nothing nothing happened um I think when she was about a year old is when I started getting periods again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, maybe they won't be two years apart. It'll be a little longer than that. But it's okay still. <laughs> and, um, and I had, I had two more miscarriages <clears throat> kind of one right after the other mm. um, at that time. And they were earlier miscarriages, more like five or six weeks instead mm-hmm. of the eight weeks that the first one was. But mm-hmm. I started to get really freaked out about it. I was like, what mm-hmm. is happening? Why isn't my body doing this? Mm-hmm. And um, so I went to um, Poly Women's people. They have a little office in our area. And there was a doctor there. Am I allowed to say doctor's names? Sure, if you want to. Okay. So, and she is not on the, on our island anymore. I think maybe oh. she is on the mainland, but it was Dr. Mm-hmm. Stickley at the Poly oh. Women's. Mm-hmm. And for being an OB, I really loved her. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. she was like, well, you've, you've had three miscarriages so far. And um, so maybe you want to try like, and I was tracking my cycles really like, Um, you know very kept really good track of my cycles and she's like it looks Mm -hmm. like maybe you're just having a um a progesterone issue so she prescribed me some progesterone to use the next Mm -hmm. time I got pregnant Mm -hmm. um got pregnant used the progesterone stuff for the first like trimester Mm -hmm. and that baby stuck and I don't know if it was the progesterone that did it and I don't Mm -hmm. think they'd I don't think they prescribe that anymore in that way that she did, but oh. um, maybe that's what did it. Maybe this mm-hmm. is just the one that was meant to come to us at that time. I don't mm-hmm. really know, but yeah. I was excited to be pregnant again, but kind of because of that like weird time where I had those two miscarriages, I was mm-hmm. also a little nervous. I was definitely mm-hmm. more nervous the second time around. Mm-hmm. Like, is this, is this really going to happen? Are there going to be complications? Do Mm. I, and I think also maybe because I already had a baby and I kind of um, knew a little bit more about the process and I knew how devastating it would be to, for, to have something go wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. After you have it, your perspective on that does change a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, this is weird. Like I always assumed after that first home birth that I would just have all my babies. But mm-hmm. now I'm kind of nervous and I, I don't know why. I don't know. If, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I saw both Dr. Stickley at the Poly Women's mm-hmm. place. And I also started going back to Dr. Lori. So I just Mm -hmm. saw them both at the same time and we did all the um, OB screenings and Mm -hmm. also I was working with Dr. Lori and she helped me work through some of my and talk through Mm -hmm. like what would happen in this scenario or what would happen in this scenario and kind of what to look out for. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the end of the day, she was like, "You, you will know what to do. Like it, mm. you will know if if the right thing is another home birth, or if the right thing is to go to the hospital. You like mm-hmm. you, um, your intuition will tell you that. And so, so I kind of was like, okay, I think you're right, but I just mm. I just feel so much fear. I can't like get in touch with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so what I tried was 
kind of journaling and doing in quiet moments when I could find them, I would just really try and process what I was feeling and try to kind of separate it out. And, mm-hmm. um, and I still, even right up to the end, I wasn't totally sure. I was like, I think the right thing is to do this at home again. I think, mm-hmm. but I'm not, not really hundred percent sure, but I mean, I could change my mind anytime. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to a home birth. And then if I go into labor, and I want to go to the hospital, I'm going to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was kind of how I did that one. And, um, and what was I going to say about it? Oh, I kept waiting for that dream to come, <laughs> like <laughs> where the baby would come and tell me all about him or herself and like, give me their name. I kept mm-hmm. waiting for that dream and it never came with this baby. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I knew I just I knew he was a boy. I knew he was a boy before he was born. It was just oh, wow. somehow it wasn't a dream or anything. I just felt mm-hmm. it. And um and so that's all I really knew about him. And we didn't mm-hmm. make any name lists or anything because I was like, well, I'm just gonna know what his name is. I'm gonna have right. a dream or something. <laughs> it's just gonna come to me. <laughs> it never did. <laughs> and so and I also was expecting to go into labor early again, like around 38 mm-hmm. weeks, like my, with my first. And mm-hmm. so we were all ready to go at 38 weeks and week 38 went by and week 39 went by <laughs> and week 40 <laughs> went by. And I was like, we've never been pregnant so long before. <laughs> and 41 weeks went by and he was born at like 41 plus three or something like that uh-huh. and went to bed that night thinking, Oh, another day, no baby. Like, <laughs> and, um, went to sleep and same thing happened. My water broke while I was laying in bed and oh. it was at like, like two or three in the morning, my water broke. And I was like, Oh wow. I was like, okay, I know what to do. I put on a diaper. I go back to bed. And so, <laughs> That's what I did, and but things started happening really fast, mm. and I didn't get any like little mild vibrations. It was uh-huh. full on like, wow, like that feels like a real labor contraction, like, and it happened pretty soon after uh, my water broke, maybe within fifteen minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I was like, this feels really different. I think maybe <laughs> I better call Dr. Lori. And so called her and she got on her way mm-hmm. and, um, but my first labor was, it was like a, it was like a 12 ish, 12 hour labor. So mm-hmm. not super long for a first time labor, yeah. but it wasn't short either. And, mm-hmm. um, so she was like, okay, I'll get my stuff ready. I'll come. And, um, I told my husband, maybe start getting the pool ready <clears throat> and mm-hmm. to call his mom to come get my daughter because mm-hmm. I didn't want her there. I don't know why. I just, I just didn't want her there. She was still mm-hmm. little and yeah. um, I wanted to be able to just kind of not worry about her there. Mm-hmm. Right. So he called and, and his mom was like, okay, I'll be ready in a little while. And I'll come get her. And um, so we got the tub filled up. And man, the con- the contractions were coming like hard and strong from mm. like from the get go. And I was like, "Where's my pool? I need my pool. Get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get in there." Mm-hmm. And um, and so probably around it was still dark, so it was maybe like between four and five mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, my doula was there. My husband was there. My daughter was still sleeping in the other room and, um, and the pool was ready and I got in the pool. And I remember with this one, it was so interesting with each contraction, the arches of my feet would hurt. Like I would feel it in my feet. Oh, wow. and, and it was like, it was like the cramping up each time I had a contraction. 
Hmm. And I also um, started making sounds again, but it, it felt a little bit different this time. It was almost like, um, like it had to be, I had to make this sound at a certain pitch mm. and it was like this really strong, really loud moaning sound, but at the same pitch every time. And it felt mm. really like I could feel it reverberating in my chest and it felt so good to like just make this sound and let the energy come out that way, like come mm-hmm. out in the sound. And so I was just in the tub doing that. And Dr. Lori came in a little while later and I was like, you need to get, get her daughter and get her out of here. And mm-hmm. so my husband was like, okay, I'll just take her down there. Um, she just lived right down the street from us. Mm. And so he went and got her up and left the house and ran down the street and dropped her off. <laughs> and by the time he came back, um, that baby was ready to come out. Like the baby <laughs> was crowning. And this time there, like I could feel him. I could feel his head moving down like through mm. my cervix and just down and I could, I was really present um, mm. because it was so fast. I think I didn't have time to totally zone out mm. and I was really present. I could really feel everything and I could feel that he was crowning and there was nothing I could do about it. Like I couldn't, <laughs> it was kind of like that fetal ejection reflex for that one. I couldn't mm-hmm. stop it. He was coming wow. out. <laughs> and so, so I put my hand down there and I just felt his head just like push out just right into my hand and it was Mm -hmm. just the coolest thing and Mm -hmm. I could feel his little ear down there like I just was and his hair and it was so Mm -hmm. cool and I felt him turn Mm -hmm. and the rest of him came right out like with the next contraction so that labor started to finish it was four hours he was born Mm -hmm. like just before the sun came up and it was it was short it was intense Mm. it was it was really amazing and I I just remember that I could just feel every little thing and Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's how he was born he came out crying and pink and Mm -hmm. just kind of like what the heck just happened (laughs) (laughs) why am I here (laughs) where am I (laughs) (laughs) And um, I didn't lose as much blood that time. So there was no like passing out drama or anything like that. But I still did feel like that weird, like can't breathe. And like my organs are falling out like this really Mm -hmm. weird sensation. And so I was very careful like to, you know, not make any sudden moves or anything. (laughs) I went very, very slowly out of the tub and onto the bed and didn't tear that time. So I didn't need any thankfully. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was a great nurser from mm-hmm. like, from day one, he was a great breastfeeder. And <laughs> I really don't think it had much to do with me. <laughs> I, <laughs> like I did have some experience at that point, but it was a while ago. And I feel like you kind of have to relearn it every time a little bit. Right. And yeah. every baby is a little bit different with the breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so he just came out ready to nurse, but he <laughs> had a little bit of a tongue tie. And so mm. it was really painful for me to nurse him. It was really painful for okay. probably about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really freaked out about the thought of having it like cut where they mm-hmm. like revive that tongue tie and so I was like no it's okay I'll just be in pain like you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna cut his tongue right <laughs> back I'm like I probably could have saved myself a lot of a lot of misery if I had just had it done but I just didn't want to mm-hmm. and so he grew and the postpartum period with him I probably still did have a little bit of um postpartum like either baby blues or maybe depression mm-hmm. But it was different because I had a two-year-old. And so Mm -hmm. you can't just like wallow when you have a (laughs) two-year-old. My husband 
had to go to work pretty soon after. And so I was like, oh, okay. I mean, we can't literally just stay in this little apartment for days and days on end anymore. We have to have to get her out and we have to go do some stuff. And so Mm -hmm. I think it helped. I think it helped me not to go so deep into that Mm -hmm. depression. Um, Or maybe it never was going to be as bad as the first time. I don't really know, but Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just better. And I, I didn't feel like I was in that funk for quite as long. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, life was good. And I hear people say like the transition from two kids to three kids is the hardest. Mm-hmm. And whenever I hear somebody say that, I'm like, I mean, maybe for some people, but listen, for me going from one kid to two kids, Mm-hmm. was much harder going from two to three because yeah. when you just have one kid you can just revolve your whole life around their schedule right like, they need a nap, no big deal we're gonna nap they need it mm-hmm. whatever and like and then while they are doing their thing you can do your thing like it's right. not, not hard but then you throw another baby into the mix and it's like mm-hmm. there is never any peace right there's any like any moment where you can just uh like tune out and relax Mm -hmm. or get something done (laughs) I would agree with you on that one one to two is much harder (laughs) oh it was crazy I couldn't believe how much harder it was to have two Mm -hmm. but at the same time it was it was wonderful I felt more bonded to Mm -hmm. him right away Mm -hmm. for whatever reason it didn't take me as long to get like that really um a close emotional bond with him mm-hmm. and my daughter was she was energetic and fun and the two of them together it was just it was a good thing and so yeah so mm-hmm. that, that's that's my first two birth stories um, awesome I guess having two kids wasn't that bad because we went on to have numbers three and four <laughs> after that so. <laughs> right oh my gosh Thank you so much for sharing and especially about um, sharing about the miscarriages and the postpartum because yeah. those are things that, like you said not many people talk about and really we should be because it's it's part of everything that we go through. It is it is part not of it. everyone yeah. but yeah. Yeah Sorry, and it, it's not just like um, it it's not one of it doesn't just like happen and then you kind of like go on your merry way sometimes it can really mm-hmm. like rock your world mm-hmm. and can make you feel really alone but um yeah so those were but like you said it's part of it and it's not it's not all sunshine and roses all the time with yep. making a family it's hard mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah and that's i think the main um lessons that we learn from pregnancy and birth is that that everything is not going to be perfect like there's no really such thing you work through it <laughs> you learn yeah. you grow yep I birth think you're totally right. <laughs> blissful and then there's shitty times sorry <laughs> no for real <laughs> that's life that's real life right there that is real life <laughs> Thank you again so much. And then, yeah, come back on for your third and fourth when you're ready. Okay. Thank you for having me. This was really great to share my stories. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye.